Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues here on the American Family Radio Network. Thanks for listening to AFR. I'm Tim Wildman with Fred Jackson. Good morning, Fred. Good morning, Tim. Chris Woodward. Good morning. And Ray Pritchard. How you doing, Ray? Hey, I'm doing good, Tim. How are you? Good to have everybody here together. Uh, Ray's in Kansas City. We're in Tupelo, MS. And we thank you uh, for listening and supporting AFR wherever you may be. Uh, if you want to Join us on the internet, go to Facebook or YouTube, and we live video stream the show there. If you'd like to catch us there, uh, you can do that. Fred, what's uh, what's happening? Uh, breaking news uh, out yeah. of Afghanistan, right? Yeah, bad and getting worse. Uh, we're just getting reports in the last 30 minutes. There have been at least two explosions in the vicinity of the Kabul airport. Uh, we understand at this point that three Marines have been wounded in those explosions. This story started to unfold overnight when uh, British intelligence and uh, American officials told people to stay away from the airport. There have been thousands gathered around trying to get in, trying to get out of the country. They told them to stay away from the airport because they had intelligence that terrorist groups were planning suicide bombings. And so what we have had, what we know at this at this moment, there have been at least two explosions and, as I say, three Marines wounded. Uh, yesterday, the State Department told us at that point there were at least, at least 1,500 Americans that have not left the country yet, at least. And then we have reports this morning, I'm not sure if there's a, group of young kids, high school age, I believe it is, and their parents, we found out this morning they went to Afghanistan on some kind of uh, a military passes of some type. This was back a few weeks ago. As far as we know, they are still in country as well. But the breaking news is explosions around the Kabul airport, at least three U.S. Marines wounded. Well, Ray, what do you think this means right now for the situation? Well, uh, you put yourself in the shoes of the Americans who are left there. They already knew they were in a dangerous situation. But now, who will dare to leave their home anywhere in the Kabul air area to go to the airport? You are taking your life into your hands. You're not sure you can even make it there, much less if you get it there. If you get there, you're going to be able to get in. So this, to me, Tim, is a very dangerous escalation of the situation over there. And I, I think at the same time, too, uh, we have heard that American troops have started to move out anyway mm. because President Biden has accepted the Taliban demand to be out by August 31st. So we, ha we had reports yesterday that our military was starting to move out of Kabul, flying out, I think this will only es escalate the exit of our mm -hmm. soldiers from that area. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen in the next few days. So, so the except that the August thirty one 
deadline, as it were, President Biden said has said that uh, that he's going to keep that. Yes. So uh, that being the case, there are going to be a lot of Americans who are left behind in Afghanistan. It's the way it's looking. By a lot, I mean you said at least fifteen hundred. I've seen. That's what the State Department said. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll go with their assessment. Uh, fifteen hundred Americans. You know, Chris, you got a situation where people are trying to leave, right? But as Ray just alluded to, you know, it's the the Biden administration is saying we got planes at the airport to take you out. And then the Pentagon says, or the State Department says, or the White House says, but don't go to the airport. Right. I mean, that's the kind of situation they're in. Right. right. And we've talked about it for a couple of weeks now. Um, the people that have called into news operations like Fox News, Fox and Friends specifically, saying, you know, we've gotten an email. We were told to get to the airport, but we can't get to the airport. The Taliban has blocked off all the streets, the exits, the entrances to the airport, things of that nature. So it's been a very difficult time. And it calls into question whether or not the administration is on the same page when it comes to Afghanistan, because you have the uh, famous quote from Jen Psaki this week that Americans are not stranded. How dare you, Peter Ducey, ask me about these kinds of things? You know, uh, there this is there are three U.S. Marines hurt, or at least three. Is they're saying this was a suicide bombing? Now, I was reading yesterday that there is a. Uh, a group inside Afghanistan called ISIS-K. Correct. And ISIS-K is, well, we it's like the ISIS group that was in Iraq, mm-hmm. except they view the Taliban as liberal. Mm-hmm. Wow. You can imagine. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was reading mm-hmm. that. And so uh, re- I was reading a story about this group. And so... Uh, this this a suicide bombing you know has to me is it's a it's a tactic that is used by groups like ISIS because the people doing the bombing think that they're getting a direct passage to um what's the Muslim uh, word for heaven Ray well just I think you just call it paradise 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 yeah yeah so the teaching in Islam. Now, it's not universally accepted in Islam, but uh, is if you die, maybe it is, right? You comment on this if you would. If you die uh, a martyr's death, I don't want to get too sidetracked on this, but I think it's important because people say in the West say, what in the world? Somebody blew themselves up. If you die a martyr's death by killing infidels, you you go straight to paradise, right? Right. Right. So, and that's it's, that's it's, the motivation for blowing yourself up. Is what I wanted to say. Go well, ahead. and the terrifying thing here, among in a long string of terrifying events, is that it's almost impossible to stop a suicide bomber, Tim, because <clears throat> they have used women sometimes, they've used children sometimes. I mean, if you've got a quote platoon or a squad of the Taliban and they're attacking, we can send we can send our Marines out right. because they know how to handle that. But in the total chaos of the situation around the airport, how do you identify a suicide bomber? How do you get to them in time to stop them before they blow themselves up? It's almost the perfect scenario for the bad guys. Yeah. It's a 
it's almost impossible to find and almost impossible to stop. Well, in case you haven't heard, folks, the breaking news out of uh, Kabul, Afghanistan, is at the airport there were at least two explosions, Fred said. At least two. That's being widely reported, and three Marines that we know of mm-hmm. were injured. I don't know how many deaths or injuries among the people that were there at the airport. But uh, go yeah, ahead. We're, we're seeing signs uh, or, or pictures now, one of the networks, Fox, that are showing that people being carried away. There's a hotel, I think, where one of the explosions occurred uh, just outside the airport perimeter. And we're seeing people, like injured people, being taken away in wheelbarrows. They're blood-covered, mm-hmm. yeah. and I'm not going to go any further than that. Uh, but many Afghans have been injured in this as well. Right. You know, I, I just this is uh, this makes things even worse for Biden. I, if I don't know if if you start having a, I don't know. I don't know I, maybe I was going to use the word impeached. I don't. Democrats are in control of the House yeah. and the Senate, but I mean, if things get worse, I could see impeachment. A talk lot being- of people have talked about this as a dereliction of duty. The fact that you ignored uh, the pleas from Americans, the you ignored uh, the safety of American service members uh, in the area and whatnot. Um, so I have seen a lot of people, legislators and private citizens, uh, raise the issue on Twitter, for example. Um, actually, I've got some audio here. You know, we have talked for a couple of days now about how the administration was told that, you know, this could very well happen if you guys try to leave like you're doing. And, of course, we're seeing it play out. Earlier today, House Minority Whip uh, and Republican, Representative Steve Scalise, uh, he was on Fox and & Friends, and he ripped Biden for pressuring House Democrats uh, to pass this big spending bill that he wants amid the entire Afghanistan situation. Clip six. I think what was the most disgraceful thing about this week, in addition to the president of the United States cowering to a terrorist organization, the Taliban, going off of their timeline instead of saying, we're getting every single American out. There are thousands of Americans that President Biden stranded behind enemy lines. And instead of spending every minute working to get them out, he put a shot clock on them saying there's only seven days left to get all Americans out. He was wasting precious time this week, burning the phones up, pressuring Democrats to vote for a $5 trillion spending bill and tax bill. That's what he was wasting time on. Every minute of his days should be getting all Americans out because we're going to look back after the timeline that shouldn't be in place is passed. And we're going to know that there are Americans still behind enemy lines. And he wasted time uh, just trying to pressure to get a tax and spend bill passed through Congress this week instead of trying to get every American out, which is his main responsibility. And it is that main responsibility that people are pointing to as a reason why he should be impeached. What's interesting is you had the House twice impeach Donald Trump for things we know not to be true. Oh, this is far worse than what President Trump was accused of. Far, far worse. Joe Biden owns this. You cannot blame. You cannot go. uh, Even though some Democrats have tried, they tried to blame Donald Trump. No, Joe Biden has been president for Eight months, roughly. Eight months now. As we reported yesterday, American intelligence knew that Taliban was on the move in the eastern part of Afghanistan back in April. And they were taking province after province after province. And still, this operation didn't start until about nine days ago. 
Yeah. If I may, you talk about how he's been president for eight months. You know, oftentimes when there's going to be a transition of presidents, uh, the person that is the president-elect starts getting intelligence briefings. So he most likely has been getting briefings on the situation in Afghanistan going back to November 30th when the New York Times said president-elect Biden is starting to get intelligence briefings. Yeah, I just we all just hope and pray no American servicemen or women yes. were killed. Uh, yeah. We've got the reports that three Marines were injured in these dual bombings in uh, in uh, Afghanistan near the airport. Well, that's well, the, well that's Tim, uh, just another thing to consider too. It's it's coming up on 8 p.m. over there in Afghanistan. So it literally, literally everything has lined up in the favor of the Taliban, the bad guys, the terrorists. It's, you've had a couple of explosions. You've had people injured. We don't know about deaths. It's chaos out there, and we're coming into nighttime. It'll be something close to miraculous if there isn't another kind of explosion or attack like this overnight. Because uh, this is just, this is a situation, Tim, that is now beginning to spin completely out of control. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if... Uh Biden just says, you know, w- w- get out. Get out, and whoever's left behind, good luck. <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't mean to sound silly about it, but I'm just saying that uh, he he may very well say the chances of getting into some kind of, of, of getting our servicemen and women killed are that's going to be the end of my presidency, right? I mean, right. for all practical purposes. So best to leave and maybe the news media leaves and there's no more international attention on it. I'll just take the whatever backlash there is that'll last for a few more days and we'll be done with it. I'm just guessing his best case scenario out of this situation. I think and a couple of things. We ought to be proud of our men and women in uniform. This yes. is not a failure on their part. This is a failure of leadership. And we have to remember that. And one of the things that I still cannot understand, the Brits and the French sent their own military people going door to door to get their people out. Remember that about eight, nine mm-hmm. days ago? Mm-hmm. They were sending their people in to the houses of the Brits that were in, the, in country and the French that were in country, getting them and taking them out. To the best of my knowledge, that was not done by our military commanders, that they, units were not sent into these neighborhoods. Now, we do know there are retired vet groups, American vet groups, that have taken it upon themselves to do this kind of thing. That's a story yet to unfold. Yeah. This is, this is also going to create uh, an even more intense civil war inside the Democrat Party. Yeah. Because... Uh, Ed said yesterday he thought the Demo- many Democrats are not going to go down mm-hmm. with Biden on this. No, okay, they'll they'll they will maybe on other issues, but this is such a colossal uh, era in <laughs> era in judgment and decision making that they can't defend it. Yeah, uh, they can't defend it at all. Nope. So, which is why, for the most part, they've been very silent. Yes, very silent. I would not be shocked. You- this seems like I had to look it up. It seems like it was last year, but actually it might have occurred back in the spring. Do you remember the the phone calls that we heard audio from where Democrats were arguing with one another saying, we've got to stop saying defund the police. It's costing us. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you there are people that are yelling at one another mm-hmm. over the phone over this 
but smiling and hugging and you know doing whatever in public, uh, right? Not but getting along behind problem, closed doors. Problem with this: this is a uh, this is a this is like sitting in a uh, uh, a terrible movie, and you're looking at your watch and. You, you don't know, is this a three-hour movie, a four-hour movie? You don't know when this is going to be over because these events that happened today are th – this is the worst news that Biden could have gotten today is that uh, what's happened is the airport has been bombed. Yep. And now the Americans who are there, 1,500-plus, according to the State Department, can't – they're not going to go. Well, they were warned yesterday this is going to happen, as you said. And, so, don't, and they were told not to come to the airport. Yeah. This might likely happen. So I don't, I, don't know, I don't know what you do about this. I really don't. Uh, if, if you ask yourself right now, what, what alternatives does President Biden have? He didn't, uh, the quick answer, he's got no good right. alternatives now. He's not going to send in the 82nd. Airborne, he's not going to send in the. You, you, you're not going to be pulling your troops out while you're sending yeah. others in. So, Tim, I almost think your answer is right. Maybe he's going to. He won't say this publicly, but just take the hit, take the loss, get yeah. the troops out, and basically say, if you're if you're left after the 31st, you're on your own to get out of the country because we're not going to help you. That's awful. That's, yeah. that's an awful decision. Yeah, yeah. Don't misunderstand me in any way, folks. I don't agree with leaving the americans behind exactly but but if you just step back and look at it from a political situation you cut your losses so to speak the only way potentially to do that is just to leave and uh if you leave yeah like as we're talking about just leave leave tomorrow leave the day after tomorrow whatever get out and then you're not in the news every day with what's happening on the ground in Cabal as much as you would be in this current situation. Uh, so, again, that's just speculation on my part, obviously, but uh, that's that's may maybe his only choice. Go ahead, Chris, yeah. you were going to say? Well, I was going to say we, we are uh, following this at AFN.net, the website we used to call OneNewsNow.com. It's now American Family News or AFN.net. Jody, Billy, Billy Melanie, Jim, a whole bunch of people that edit our website are keeping us up to speed here. So if you do want to go to our website, we have information at the top of the page with a breaking tab on this situation we began the show talking about today in Afghanistan. You're listening to today's issues. Next story, Chris. Well, uh, you know, as we are talking about the, uh, the military um, exiting Afghanistan per the orders from President Biden, the military has also been uh, saying this week that service members need to or rather must get the Pfizer vaccine now that it has been approved by the Food and Drug Administration, otherwise known as the FDA. There are some exemptions here, but let me ask you this. Is it a good sign for the administration, given all that we began talking about with Afghanistan, to have the military in the same week focusing on service members getting vaccinated? No, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I mean, the, all of this other stuff, should be put aside. The idea that Nancy Pelosi decided a priority on let's shove through a resolution on the $3.5 trillion Biden plan for socialism for this country, mm -hmm. that's what she was focusing on. And then the military comes out and says, yes, we're going to go forward and we're going to have this vaccine mandate. No questions asked. You know, no ifs, ands, or buts. All, all the time when we have Americans trapped behind enemy lines. 
I mean, They're, have these people no soul? Yeah. Let me let me ask you this with, with respect to the active service military. Yes. Pentagon announced there is a vaccine mandate. Yes. Correct. Okay. Now, there's a significant percentage of active military who don't want to get this. Don't yes. want to, don't want to be forced to have to get a shot. You're saying that they're allowing that is the military allowing a uh, antibodies test. Mm-hmm. There are some exemptions, yes, sir. Okay, well that's good. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean I, I don't agree with the mandate, mm-hmm. but that's good. Secondly, they're allowing a religious exemption. Yes. Okay. Then you're going to see a whole lot of converts in the <laughs> right. <laughs> huh? Mm-hmm. This is going to be a revival, right? Going on in the military as we. <laughs> We see so many new religious uh, people. Uh, I, I'm just saying that, that to me, that's not a mandate. That's uh, a serious one. If you can a show antibodies and b provide a religious exemption, right. because uh, do you understand what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. yeah, I can go over. You know, according to the Associated Press information, and we point this out today in a story. Um, or we've pointed this out, uh, permanent exemptions include serious medical reactions to the vaccine, which begs the question, well, how do you know you that unless this? you get it? Exactly. They're also giving permanent exemptions for what they're calling immune deficiencies, such as HIV infection, which leads me to wonder how many people in the military have HIV, and also, quote, evidence of existing immunity by a serologic antibody test or documentation of previous infection or natural infection presumed as you mentioned, there is also Some a Some lawyer wrote exemption. that. Correct. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, so you can show an antibodies test and you're good. For now, as far okay. as what we know, that All could right. change. Fred, Ray, what do you think of this? Look, that's a pretty broad exemption right. there. What, what Chris just read, this or this or this, which is good. I'm glad for the mm-hmm. men and women of the military they're going to have, who, who are not vaccinated, are going to have some options and i also agree with you chris this is terrible timing terrible terrible. it just you know look our military can do a lot of things at the same time i I think we all agree that is the case but for this announcement this mandate thou must do this or face court martial um uh, the same week as afghanistan it's just not good optics all right, uh, the Food Drug Administration, are they set to approve, uh, who's next, Moderna? Moderna and the Johnson & Johnson shots are up there too. Um, those are the big three, Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson. AstraZeneca is another uh, vaccine out there. Uh, I don't know how is much Is that American-made? No, sir. Um, where, where is that? It's, I made. believe it's out of Europe. Uh, a lot of the European nations, uh, of which we are allies with, uh, have started doing that one. They act- AstraZeneca, I think, was actually the first one in the U.K. when they started doing it. But don't forget what the Pfizer CEO said earlier this week. Oh, there are new variants that are coming along, and guess what? The current vaccines aren't going to help that at all. We're going to have to develop some other shots down the road. This is a never-ending cycle once you start down it. I'm going to be on this show 15 years from now with Walker's kids, and we're going to be talking about COVID-39. Have you had your daily shot? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Everybody get your daily booster shot and go out and face the world. Yeah. Get your coffee, get a shot. Yeah, get your coffee, get a shot. (laughs) 
Starbucks is offering free <laughs> booster shots. With, Probably. With, with, a, uh, with a latte. Yeah, there's scones and coffee. Yeah. Scones, coffee, and a discount on your booster COVID Get shot. shot. COVID 9,473. <laughs> All right, we shall return momentarily. Uh, be in prayer for our military personnel in particular uh, right now in Afghanistan. The American Family Association's mission is to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. Our goal is to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training. Here's another of our core values. We believe true morality flows from biblical principles and directs people to the manner in which God intends them to live. Thank you for standing with us as we seek to stop the erosion of godly values. And we thank you for your support. What would it be like if every person knew that they were created in the image of God? After two years in the making, American Family Studios proudly presents In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. There are only two sexes, male or female. If you're conceived with a Y chromosome, you will develop into a male. In His Image is a documentary featuring life-changing testimonies of former LGBT individuals. In my most formative years of development of sexuality, I went through a brutal time of uh, sexual distortion, molestation. Visit InHisImage.movie to watch In His Image. Well, everybody, welcome to this unboxing video as we unbox my hormone blockers. In His Image from American Family Studios is available now for free viewing. Visit InHisImage.movie. You're made in the image of God. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starn. Stand by for news and commentary next. As you plan summer college visits, add Liberty University to the list. With many visiting options to choose from, you're sure to find the right one to fit your schedule. Spend a few hours exploring campus with our student-led team at Tour LU, dig deeper and learn more about life at Liberty during Experience LU, or take your next steps towards becoming a student at Decide LU. Learn more and register today by texting VISIT to 49596. Again, that's VISIT to 49596. See you this summer. A school administrator in Germantown, Tennessee, has been reassigned after she compared vaccine cards to the yellow stars Jews were forced to wear in Nazi Germany. Jana Makowitz was an assistant principal at Houston High School. She posted the provocative question on her personal Facebook page. What's the difference between vaccine papers and a yellow star? The answer, 82 years. The post allegedly triggered sensitive students. A petition drive was started, and that was the end of assistant principal Makowitz. It is an interesting question, though, especially when you consider that in modern-day America, the government is forcing the unvaccinated to wear monitoring devices and badges, and those without vaccine papers can't even eat inside a restaurant. They've dehumanized a segment of the population just like the Nazis did. How ironic that something like this happened on American soil in a place called Germantown. I'm Todd Starnes. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not extinguish. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not grow weak or discouraged before he has established justice on the earth. In his law, the islands will put their hope. Isaiah 42, 3 and 4. American Family Radio. 
This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the radio program Today's Issues here on American Family Radio. I'm Tim with Fred and Chris and Ray. We thank you for listening to AFR. We're going to go to our guest, Jan Markell, in just a moment. But just to uh, reiterate, the breaking story out of Afghanistan today is, in the last couple of hours, is that uh, a suicide bombing, well, actually two, two. two have taken place at the airport and at a hotel, I guess, adjacent to the airport there as you know, thousands of people are trying to evacuate, get on planes before the airport closes down and the last flight leaves out. And uh, that's in the coming days, it appears. And uh, the three Marines were also injured. That's the report. Uh, so there are 5,200 troops at the airport. So uh, that's the latest in the situation. Uh, you want to welcome our guest, Fred? Yes, certainly. Uh, usual time on Thursdays, we like to have Jan Markell join us. Jan is the head of All of Tree Ministries and also hosts Understanding the Times. Heard twice, not once, but twice here on the weekends on American Family Radio. Good morning, Jan. Well, thank you for having me, Fred and uh, Tim. Good to hear your voice, as always. Um, let's talk about Afghanistan uh, for a moment. Uh, we've talked about the breaking news out of there, but... Uh, you focus a lot of attention on the nation of Israel and how important it is uh, in, in God's agenda. What do you see Afghanistan, the impact of the tragedy, uh, the absolute horrors going on in Afghanistan right now? What does that mean for Israel? I think it's a pretty clear signal to Israel, and that's reflected in their headlines that I kind of view on a regular basis, and, and the headlines say, you know what, guys, we're on our own. We cannot rely on America any longer um, to protect us or to even be our friend, uh, because look how easily America abandons allies. Um, and, and there's an interesting passage in Ezekiel 38.13, and of course Ezekiel 38.39 is the Gog and Magog invasion of Israel and uh, Ezekiel 38, 13, it's the the, uh, the participants um, or the observers are saying uh, of this war, what are you guys doing? In other words, the observers of the world, let's assume America is a part of them, they don't get involved in this Gog-Magog invasion. They just stand off to the sidelines and say to the invaders, which would be Iran, Russia, Turkey, what are you doing? Um you guys need to back off, but they they don't get involved. And I think that's clearly, I mean, certainly with any Democrat administration, particularly the Biden one, um, hands off. We are not getting involved. We're not going to protect our ally, our main ally in the Middle East, maybe our main ally in the world, Israel. Uh, but I think it also reflects, uh, gentlemen, the perilous times that we're in. That's what the end times are called in Second Timothy 3, perilous. And my goodness. I don't know how they can get much more perilous, but I promise you they will. Yeah, there's always been instability in the Middle East. It's interesting that you're talking about Israel. 
uh, because the new prime minister of Israel, Bennett, is meeting uh, with yeah, uh, yeah. President Biden today. And the reports that we have heard, uh, it almost seems that Prime Minister Bennett is going to read the riot act to President Biden and that Bennett's going to say, I don't like the idea of you reopening the Iran deal again. And yeah. and certainly, I mean, Israel is always going to look after its own neighborhood. But I think you're right, Jan. Israel cannot depend on this administration right now for any help. No, no. And I think another headline we're going to see, I don't, I'm not going to put any kind of date on it, but I think in the near future um, it would be Israel makes some kind of a preemptive strike on Iran, um, on an Iran nuclear facility or more than one. And, and, and here's the difference here with, I mean, remember, in 19, I think it was 82, we struck the only Iraq nuclear facility and took it out. But problem is, in Iran, they're all over the country. I mean, lots of them. So if you, you can't really take out one. you got to take them all out. That would be overwhelming. She'd almost need America's assistance. But I think she'll try it on her own because she's not going to have America's assistance, I don't believe, ever again, uh, at least not with the liberals in charge. But, but I do think they're going to have to act preemptively. Um, Bennett is by, he, he really is at heart a conservative, um, Naftali Bennett, um, but he's got some strange allies in his very strange coalition, including a lot of Arabs. Uh, but nonetheless, I think we're going to see an Israeli strike on the Iranian, uh, well, the infrastructure there of nuclear facilities probably in the next year. Anybody got any happy news? I'm just um, huh? Pardon me? Jesus right. saves. I'm just yeah. looking, as Don McLean asked for, has anybody got any happy news? Well, I tell you, there is some good news because Jan has got yeah. her conference coming up in just a few weeks. Uh, this one is going to be held in California, Jan. Lord willing, I hope to be there and listen to oh, the great, great Fred, lineup of speakers. Wonderful. Looking yeah, thank you. I'm so glad. To, we'll look forward to see you. Yeah, that's September 11th, and folks can live stream that. If they go to BeholdHeComes.org, uh, BeholdHeComes.org, uh, there'll be Amir Sarfati, Jack Hibbs, Barry Stagner, myself, some time in the Q&A trying to understand our crazy times. Uh, but Saturday, September 11th, and we'll also be recognizing that as the 20th anniversary of something that changed the world. And uh, obviously in 9-11-01, the world, but particularly America, realized that Radical Islam is a force to contend with, and uh, my goodness, look all look at all that. But isn't it sad, because that began the effort to contain radical Islam, and now we see America giving that up here exactly 20 years later, and oh my. Um, we are in staggering times, but what did you expect the last days to look like? It wouldn't be a picnic. Amen. Amen. Hey, Jan, thank you so much. We look forward to your program this weekend. Thank you, Tim. Okay, bye-bye. That's Jan Markell joining us from the uh, Great Lakes State. Yes. No. no. Land of 10,000 lakes. That, that's right. That's Do you know right. Minnesota actually has more than 10,000 lakes? Yeah, you look at a map. There's a bunch of them up there. And yeah. they all freeze in the wintertime. Is winter that what time. Canadians call 10,000 or more a bunch? Yeah, a bunch. <laughs> yeah. And they all freeze in the wintertime. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
I do want to warn everybody that every time Fred goes out of town, something big happens. <laughs> it's it happened my entire life. Are you going out of town here. today or something? No, to this conference, the uh, oh, yeah. conference. So, Are you going to California? Going to California, yeah. Yep. Be advised. Be advised. Where, where in California? <laughs> Chino Hills. It's uh, Calvary Chapel in Chino Hills, which is about 30 miles from the coast. Are you going to vote in the uh, recall? Uh, no, no, no. Not... Oh, come on, I, I, Fred. But, but I think there would be opportunity because they found 300 absentee hey. ballots in the back of a if, car of a guy passed out. If you want to be a Canadian that identifies as a California voter for one day specifically, <laughs> who are miss, we to judge? With the Mississippi driver's license. Yes. We, got, we have no problems with Let this Let me concept. vote, eh? <laughs> Temporary Californian. Oh, that's, my goodness gracious. That's 2021. Let's get with it, people. That's right. Come on. Identify uh, as a California for one day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, Chris. Uh, by the way, um, well, no, I'll save my by the way. Okay. Go ahead, Chris. Well, uh, let's do this real quick because it is the uh, top story at the moment uh, on AFN.net. And, of course, we are following the situation in Afghanistan, to uh, say that again. Um, there is a story that uh, began a few days ago. Christian Post uh, picked this up. And uh, they say the Biden administration is reviewing a federal rule that prohibits public universities and colleges from, among other things, removing the funding of religious student organizations whose leadership policies conflict with campus anti-discrimination rules. So imagine this. The Baptist Student Union at uh, Iowa State Tech A&M University wants to have a Baptist person run the Baptist Student Union, somebody that That's actually shocking. believes Baptist doctrine. Right. I, would, I, I would be shocked. Yeah. The Trump administration said you can't deny these groups funding if they want to have if they want to pick their leaders based on what it is they believe. The Biden administration is now reviewing that rule to possibly do away with it and allow schools to say, hey, you can't have funding, kids. Sorry. <laughs> if, if you um, stick to your... Your mission, your statement of faith. Correct. And, you know, no one says. Hey, this, hey, this is this is this is all about picking on the Christians. It is. Of course, it's sure. It is. All they're trying to do, what what, what the what the lefties want to do is they mm -hmm. want to say to Christian organizations and groups, you can't discriminate mm -hmm. based on your belief system. Correct. Basically. So, so you can't. <laughs> so, uh, now the ruling. Uh, by the federal judge well yeah so far has been in support of religious freedom yeah there have been uh, kind of mixed rulings but a, a recent one that we did uh talk about and celebrate here was the one that involved intervarsity you're saying the biden administration is trying to uh to borrow from jen Psaki, circle back and see if they can uh get, get the christians another way sure yeah. yeah and i do have some sound here if you want to play it just to uh kind of Bring things into perspective. This is Alliance Defending Freedom Attorney Tyson Langhofer uh, saying his law firm is getting calls constantly from religious student groups saying, my university wants to deny us funds and access based on our leadership expectations. Clip 10. Every week we're getting calls from student organizations, Christian organizations, that saying my, my, my university is not going to recognize me unless I agree to allow anybody, you know, atheists, 
non-believers, whatever, to be a, a leader in our group. And obviously that would lose the uh, the group's ability, that's distinctiveness. You know, what, what mm-hmm. makes it distinctive is that they want to share the gospel on campus, just like the chess club, you know, wouldn't want to elect somebody that hates chess, or, you know, the vegetarian club wouldn't want to elect a, you know, a, a meat eater. Um, you know, in order to maintain your distinctiveness and your mission on campus, you need to be able to elect leaders that are consistent, that, that hold beliefs consistent with the group's beliefs. You know what? It is amazing to me. You never hear these stories involving the Muslim student group or the Hindu student group. Like, it's always about the Christian groups that are under attack. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, I'm amazed. It's like, it, I, I've never, I honestly have never heard a story where the university says to the Muslim student group, hey, you have to have an atheist come in and be the head of your group. Listen. The number one group for the secular left-wingers in this country, the so-called progressives, they hate conservative Christians more than anybody in the world. Agreed. And they hate us with a passion. Mm -hmm. And they would put us in camps tomorrow if they could. Mm -hmm. They've said, a lot of them have said this, not a lot of them, but several of them have said this kind of thing openly. Mm-hmm. So, well, what was it? The former CIA director. Uh, right. Equating Christians to the Hayden. Taliban. What was his name? Hayden. Hayden. H-A-Y-D-E-N. Yes. He, he worked for the Bush administration, right? Yes. And Clinton? Or? Head of the CIA and a four-star Air Force general, I believe, too. Yeah. He put up a, a video, um, a picture, rather, saying that, Showing the Taliban rolling through the streets of Af- in Afghanistan mm-hmm. with their guns and uh, their flags, and then he showed a picture and he said the Taliban, and then he had a picture of of uh, a Trump rally mm-hmm. with trucks with Trump and American flag flying, and uh, he said this is America's Taliban. This is what these folks believe. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so. The problem is, at least as far as uh, if you're going to look at Trump supporters, there's 74 million. It's going to be hard to put us all in jail. Uh, by supporters, I mean people who voted for President Trump, and I'm one of them. But they 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 view uh, the the secular left, the the New York elite, the, inter- the entertainment industry, uh, political many of the political pundits. They view the they they kind of throw it all in one. Um, conglomerate, if you will, they they conflate on purpose. They want to say Trump voters, white Christians, uh, are nationalists, and they're the. Remember, Biden said they're the threat, number one threat to correct mm-hmm. to our country is white supremacy. Yeah, white supremacists. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. Now, that's a boogeyman, right? But it it uh, it in the minds of people says, well, the white the white uh, supremacists. That's also the white Christians, right? Mm-hmm. We need to go after them and, and put them in jail because they're the number one threat to our country or re-education camps or something like that. Mm-hmm. That is the uh, vision for these folks on the far left. Uh, and again, occasionally they'll come out and just say it out loud. Right. Well, you remember the uh, Bernie Sanders campaign guy in Iowa was caught on camera not caught out. He, he didn't think he was speaking publicly, but he said, we need to put Trump 
voters in re-education camps. Mm-hmm. Right. That's kind of scary. That's the, men- that's yeah. the mentality. In five years' time, we've gone from being called deplorables, that was Hillary Clinton's term in 2016, to being equated with terrorists in control well, of what Afghanistan. Well, what you do, I know it's some of this sounds comical. I mean, it's so ludicrous. But what you do is you dehumanize. This is how we're, we're allowed to have slavery in the United States, despite the fact that we're a predominantly Christian country. A lot of people who were Christians had convinced themselves that the African Africans were not human. And so if you can dehumanize people psychologically, this is what Hitler did too and others have done, you, uh, then you, you, uh, you're, allowed to, you're allowed to do things to those people because they're not people, really. They're animals or worse. So, um, but that that is uh, that is the view of many on the far left of uh, Christians mm-hmm. in America. They need we we need to be put in re-education camps or worse. You're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Alex McFarland is with us. Uh, he joins us most Thursdays at this time. Alex, good morning. Good morning. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Pretty good. Hey, Alex, you heard us talking here. What do you think about what I just said? Well, you know, um, I've interviewed a lot of college students over the years. I wrote a book a few years ago for Focus on the Family called Stand Strong in College. The subtitle was What You'll Hear Your Freshman Year. And I interviewed nearly 300 college kids um, from about 25 states. And I've heard so many stories of academics just humiliating students, Christian students, Christian and or conservative students in the classroom, and just some of the most outlandish statements. In fact, um, I myself was at a Methodist school in North Carolina, Bennett College, that um, is a traditionally Methodist school, and one of the professors uh, kind of debated me. When you were a student, that, you mean? Back when no, you were... I was debating at, at this school. Oh, okay. School. Okay. I was not a student there. Okay. But just some of the ludicrous, the absolutely ludicrous, non-factual things that professors would say uh, about America's history that um, Jefferson and Adams and the founders would hold Indians at gunpoint and force them to convert to Christianity or be shot on sight. And so I would say things, I would say, uh, first of all, that's patently false, but if you're going to say that, document it. And this one particular professor at Bennett College just shouted, I don't have to document it. I know it's true. <laughs> well, that's not academic. And, and I guess my point is regarding God, the history of Christianity, the Crusades, America's founding, slavery, abolition. Part of the reason that so many kids are at best apathetic about America or church, and at worst, social justice warriors against God and country, it's because K-12 through secular education and then militantly Marxist, revisionist, deconstructionist colleges, even some historically denominational colleges, they've turned our kids into uh, relativist, easily controlled, left-leaning socialists who, who... you know, as as one person said, college is four years and a hundred thousand dollars to discover that you can't know anything. 
And that's one of the reasons I think the church needs to lead out in, in education, and not just Christian education, as important as that is, but just teaching people to think and teaching people history. That's why a- AFR, with the programming and the Worldview Center and all that we're doing, and from the very basic to the fairly scholarly, um, I think the church can lead out in the restoration of the country as we as we educate the minds of people, not only win hearts, but equip heads. Right. You know, Alex, listening to what you just said, especially the, the things that are happening on college campuses, I, I think we all understand the Bible says things are going to get worse and worse as we rush toward the last days. What should individual churches do? And I'm not speaking of denominations. That's another whole question. But what should individual churches do to help equip our people for the hard times that are upon us and are coming to get even harder in the days just ahead? Well, great question. Well, l- let me say one thing we shouldn't do, and that's give up yes. or, or be resigned or just throw up our hands and say, oh, well, it's helpless. I mean, look look what the left has done in the last three decades. I mean, we were an overtly Christian nation steeped in Judeo-Christian truth and churches on every corner. And yet, in just two and a half decades, um, the militant left, not because they have truth or prayer or the Holy Spirit, because they have none of those things, but they just were unrelenting. And they've, in a quarter century, basically turned us into a pagan nation. And yet, we, the church, not only do we have truth, we have the the sanctioning and the blessing of our Lord. We have the Holy Ghost. We have prayer. So, for one thing, do not be discouraged, people, and do not give up. Yeah. You know, a couple things. Uh, With respect to the secular culture in America, and this could be true of other, some other countries too, particularly that have Christian histories, but in America... Basically, the, the the Christians, we, proclaim the Bible. We should. The Bible says what's right and wrong, what's moral and immoral, what's good and evil. We proclaim that openly in the public square, on the radio airwaves, and other places, what truth is. For example, that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. Um, that um, sex outside of marriage is immoral and sinful. That you know, uh, the, the couple of those are just a couple of the things that come to mind. Well, those things are viewed by these people on the other side as forcing our religion on on them. That's what they're saying. That's what they'll say. So, and the basic human nature is to tell people, I don't want you to tell me how to live. Right. Okay. So who is it that's telling you how to live? Well, it's those Christians. Well, what are those Christians saying? They're saying what the Bible says. Well, I don't want to hear what the Bible says because I want to live my life how I want to live it. I don't want anybody telling me what I'm doing is wrong or immoral or sinful. 
I need to repent of it. So what? how do I react? Well, if I can get enough people together, we'll just shut them down. So they can't tell me that anymore. And this is, I mean, I'm being kind of elementary here, but that's really the the basis of what the resistance is, uh, what the attacks are against us is because we believe the Bible, the Bible has a standard. We proclaim that sure. standard, and the world says, Alex, I don't want to hear that standard. We need to shut the people down who are proclaiming it. Is that make any sense, Pe- sir? Go ahead. Absolutely. You nailed it. I mean, people with convictions are convicting to those who have no convictions. And people who know what they believe and, and the reason why are an embarrassment to those people who have no beliefs. And so, but, you, I mean, you think about it, If 2021 had been 1776, we wouldn't have America. And I, I was on a secular news show in Chicago this morning on radio, and I said, I mean, you think about it. The left, they're, they're using the tools of America to destroy America. I mean, the founders built the country on the biblical worldview, and for two centuries, it gave this country an unparalleled level of prosperity and stability. Hey, i I got to tell you this. This is going to amaze you. I'm reading a book by a sociologist, Jonah Goldberg, called The Suicide of the West. Now, he says if history were 250,000 years, now, I don't believe the world is that old. I'm uh, in terms of creation, I'm what some call a young earther. But just for the sake of his argument, he's, Goldberg says if history is a quarter million years, 250,000 years, he said that, that the majority of that was early death, tribalism, hatred, violence. He said what we have in America, and he's not a Christian. He says he, he not, not by any stretch, but he said America and the prosperity occurred within the last 14 hours of world right. history. So let's preserve what we have because it's, it's so precious and rare. Yeah, and then we see around us those who want to change us to a Marxist, atheistic state. May and, God help and, us. Yeah, that's what the fight is about in our country. All right, thank you, Alex. God bless you all. We'll listen to you this afternoon with Brother Burt and the program Exploring the Word. All right, we're going to take a short time out. Be back with more with Steve Jordahl in five minutes. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.